This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What up, y'all? Welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine, and I have a very special guest on my podcast today. It is the person who gave birth to me, my mother. And so we are going to be talking about my mom's mental health while raising me and my sister and just kind of getting that inside scoop of how it was during her days um, with dealing with her with mental health. So, mom, if you want to say hello to the world here. Hello, everyone. (laughs) All right, perfect. Okay, so, Mom, are you ready to have a fun conversation and digging into your past? Yes, I am. (laughs) Awesome. All righty. So, let's start out with talking about your life as a kid. So, I do know Grandma did have some uh, mental health issues, such as depression. Did Grandma have anxiety as well? I do not believe she had anxiety. I believe she had more of the depression part of it. So where do you think you got your anxiety from? I actually think I got it from my dad because I know he was an anxious person. Really? That's interesting. So so, Ma, so grandma was depressed and grandpa was anxious and I'm both. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yes. Unfortunately, you got both. <laughs> so did I. I- yeah, I mean, I know you did. And I really think that anxiety does turn into depression because it just makes you it makes it harder for you to get through life. So it just makes you depressed. Um, all right. So question for you, which I think I may know the answer to this, but let's hear from you. Um, were there any mental health resources when you were a kid? Mm, not that I was aware of. There may have been um, some, but I didn't have any access to it. Did you, when did you know that you had anxiety? Like, when did you know that something was not right up in, up in there, upstairs? (laughs) No, since I was younger, actually, I've always felt anxious. I thought it was because I went to um, private schooling, Catholic schooling with the nuns and always felt anxious that I felt that that was the reason for it. But it still went into my young adulthood. Um, so I've always felt I've had the anxiety since I can remember since maybe 10, 11, that I can have my first thinking of it. Yeah. So do you think that this is actually a really good question I have for you. Do you think that going to Catholic school and just the way that system is set up, do you think that does trigger anxiety for people? I think it can, if you allow it. Um, I always felt afraid that if I didn't do my homework, I'd be in big trouble. Me Um, too. I mean, I think, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yes, I always felt that. And then I remember, ironically, um, when I got married, um, I would have dreams that um, I didn't do my homework. And it was really, it was part. Yeah, because it was manifesting the responsibilities of paying bills. And, and then it came back to me that way. But um, so that's how I felt. Yes, that's how I felt. 
I didn't really think of it like that. And I do remember when I did go to Catholic schools that if you didn't do your homework, you'll get, I think it was like detention or something like that. I don't, or like lunch detention. It was more of lunch detention. And then when I went to public school, then when when they were checking homework, they barely check. Like they like the teacher would walk around. They'll just if they see any type of writing on the paper, they're like okay, she did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So true. Yeah. So it definitely was just really weird how like when I went to like that college school that they really checked and you had like hand it in and they'll go through it. And then all of a sudden it's like I went to public school and I'm like, why are they they're so laid back here? I did the and- same thing. Well, I had gone to Catholic grammar school and I went to ha- high school that was public. Um, not that I'm bad mouthing Catholic school. It, you know, it gave me my faith, which I'm, I rely on greatly now. Um, it's just I felt that there was too many things that they added to cause concern for people who had anxiety, which I, to this day, do not agree with. Um, mm-hmm. But it was what it was back then and you didn't know any better. But I did get my faith from going to the school and I I was brought up in the faith. So I do, you know, I'm glad I have that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's good and bad. I feel like, okay, so the bad part is, of course, the anxiety part of it. But the good part is that it really did shape on me as a person. And like, you know, our conversation we had before this and how I kept prolonging our podcast because I kept my life was not together. So part of me was anxious because I'm like oh my god I am I'm just I'm so used to you know having things put together and on point and such and you even raised me that way too so I was like oh my goodness I'm just not you know I'm so behind schedule I'm gonna be late for things and such and so that's the bad part of it because I am anxious about it but then again I see like you know just experiencing um, meeting other people and such. There are like a lot of people who don't. I don't know how to explain this. That aren't on top of things like we are. Yeah, because you brought me up like that. You making sure like I'm always on top of things. Like I'm always be like ten minutes or fifteen minutes like of um like early, you know, or something like that. Or if I'm driving, like oh my gosh, there's gonna be traffic or this or that. Well, let me inter let me intercede here though. I mean, that is a good thing and a bad thing in retrospect because I feel that that's the way I was brought up and I didn't know any better and I just went ahead and gave that gave that to your sister and yourself, which is a good thing, but not when it causes you distress. That is not what I wanted to do. And I don't think that that's really important as much as it is today because um life's too short to deal with worrying about the little things. And I, I just raised you responsibly and I'm proud of that, but I think the anxiety part, I don't want that to interfere anymore. So let's try to get back away from it. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually like very interesting, like how you're explaining that. I'm, I know this is kind of like becoming like a mother daughter um, thing, kind of getting really deep here that, so when I you were raising me, did you have that type of mindset that you do have that you have now? You know what I mean? Like your approach with raising me and my sister? Actually, I will tell you that I'm getting older has been a godsend because that lessens the feeling of responsibility. Um, but I raised you according to the way that I was raised. And I believe you turned out to be a great person. And so did your sister. And I'm proud of that. Um, now, the guidelines that I followed, I look at now, some of them I think and cringe, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not thinking anything 
worse. I don't think it was bad. It was just a different time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's become a different world today. And we have enough anxiety out there that we don't have to create our own. Yeah. And I just, I am really proud of like how you've really grown from that because I remember like as a kid, like your anxiety, like at the time I didn't know what depression was or anxiety was, but now like since I'm older and educated more about that, I'm like understanding like why you acted the way you act because life is just so stressful and I can't even imagine like, you know, having kids while also living, living with that illness. So total props to you on that. Thank you. And (laughs) so did you have like any coping mechanisms when you were raising me and Tara? Like, (laughs) who was the easiest? I'm actually really curious. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say anybody was the easiest. I think you were different types of of children. So I I think I think my sister, honestly, you told me I'm the challenge. (laughs) Yeah, you always were my challenge. um, But you were a challenge in a good way because um I guess I saw in you things that I didn't even know were in me. So um, I had a lot of difficulties in all that time. And you wound up having the same and above more maybe, but you rose above it. You're, I'm so very proud of what you're doing. I tell you that all the time. And it helps me to realize that there's hope. And uh I did get through what I had to get through, but not in the way that you can, that you have, because social media has been a great asset and you can get, you can speak to a lot more people than I could, because back then it was all Mm -hmm. hush hush. Back then it was, you know, seen and not heard, pushing under the rug. There's something wrong with you. You're, you know, we don't want to discuss that. We don't want to go to that route. We we always want to be happy. We don't want to think about the bad. So, yeah. Do you believe in like toxic positivity? Meaning that you always want to be happy or I don't understand. Yeah. Meaning like, like for me, my, my whole, yeah. Like my philosophy is that I feel that always being positive and always like when you're feeling a certain, like if you're feeling sadness and just blocking it out and just like being positive, I mean, of course it's, it's great to be positive and try to change your mindset towards situations, but we're human and we are meant to feel every emotion. So if you're feeling sad, like I feel like just feel it. Like what I do is that anytime I'm feeling like sad or whatever, and it's like, I need to let it out. I like listen to um, like this, this playlist on Spotify called teardrop. And it, I think it's called teardrop. Yeah. And it's pretty much like emo rap. And it's just like one of those like kind of music where it's just like, it taught like you have to feel your feelings and it just puts you in a certain mood, but it makes me, it's, it's like kind of comforting. Yeah, it's a, you know it's a I mean? tool. Like, it's a tool for it's, you. It's comforting. And, but people may see it as, Oh, this girl is so depressing. Why would you want to promote sadness and such? But I'm not promoting sadness. I'm just being real. Right. You know right. what I mean? And like a lot of people on social media is like, I get if they don't want to follow, I completely understand that, but that's just going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to not pretend that I'm happy every single second. I'm going to be real. If I'm, if I'm in a mood, yeah, that's when I repost like all this like depressing stuff, but it's just like, it's not, I'm not saying like, Oh, be sad or whatever, but I'm just saying that it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to not be okay. And people shouldn't have to hide that. If they feel it, then it's fine. Growing up, but but when I was growing up, you hit it and and you even hid it from your friends when my when your grandmother 
had a lot of issues. My, your sister, I mean, your aunt and I had to, my your sister. aunt, uh, my sister, we had to uh, cover over and, and people would think that what's wrong with her and then it would reflect me and my sister and it was hard because there were no outlets. There were no outlets. So it's, it's better now. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I remember growing up that when we went, we always avoided to go to grandma's, you know what I mean? And God rest her soul. I know we're like, I mean, honestly, she's, I mean, she could hear this, you know, yeah, up I there believe she does. but I believe it and she's up there, she's <laughs> you on because she's probably saying, go out there, Justine, tell them what it's really all about. Don't you remember you wrote her? Right. You even wrote a poem for her when she passed. I don't know if you remember. I yeah. did. And I feel like, but then also with grandma, didn't she like deny having depression? Yes, because then it was, um, it couldn't be talked about. And, you know, people would just keep saying, you know, you're, you're something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. And then when she did finally allow herself to see someone, she inadvertently called the therapist, uh, a problem that they were the problem. And that's what usually happens because you can't see what's going on in your own self. Um, but now there's medication and now there's tools that we can use and so she just would, would just be stubborn. And one time my sister and I finally got her to go on medication and she was, what a difference. She was a, a joy to be around, a joy yeah. to be around. And my sister and I were like, wow, yeah. why couldn't we have done this when she was younger? But she, you know, we only did it when she got <laughs> older when my father passed. And then, but ironically it happened. She got so well. And then she said, I'm better and never took the meds anymore and went back. And that's the problem too. And it's like, I'm guilty of that myself that when I was first diagnosed with bipolar when I was 17 and remember yes. I was on uh, medication and I was like, Oh, I feel better. And yes. then I just, and I would, them. I would be on top of you and I'd say, Justine, what do you want to do? And you tell me this. And then I would respect your wishes. But now that you're an adult, I respect you mostly because you are, you know, out of, out of my realm now, but always will be in my heart. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's crazy is that I was on Abilify. So when I was, you know, with my psychiatrist working around like what medication is going to work best for me, I told my psychiatrist, I'm like, oh, well, I was on Abilify for bipolar and I felt like it was really helping me. Like maybe I can go back on that. So he prescribed me and it actually being, it actually was worse for me. So like not emotionally, but like, when I was taking the medication, I started like having tremor, like I don't know if it's called tremors, but like I started just randomly like would would kind of like what, what is that called? Like dissociation. Like yeah, like kind of like dissociation. I saw like my hand moving for like a second. I'm like, this is kind of weird and kind of concerning. And I'm like, I thought I was gonna go into a seizure. So I went off it right away and I felt better. So I knew it was like that medication, but it's just weird how like when I was 17, it worked great, and then now I'm 25 and it's like almost putting me into like a seizure or something like that so i mean i don't think well, I was you go just into a need, seizure, so. you need to keep i mean you're an adult now and you need to know your body and you do know your body like everybody else and you make sure that you get your meds definitely checked and and keep up with what you need to do and you know i'm always here even in my state i'm always going to be mm -hmm. here for you yeah, no, definitely. So let's move over to your relationships growing up because you know my relationship life's a joke. Oh, so <laughs> never heard of such a thing. Let's 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 kick that out of the conversation. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm no no, this is actually a really valid question. So when you dated guys like, you know, growing up, like like 
did you like were you depressed and excited did it affect your relationships like that I want to I'm really curious um I think the part that of the anxiety affected um the relationship in the sense like I brought you guys up the same way like you have to be on time and and you know blah 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 so if one of my boyfriends or whatever would like I'd be I would always go out say if I had to be somewhere at four o'clock I would be outside waiting for a pickup at quarter to four which would be the boyfriend picking me up and then they would show up at 10 after four and I was like PO'd god you know forget yeah, oh, were you really? In, oh my goodness, because, that's horrible. I wasn't because like in that. my mind, I was like <laughs> thinking waiting there 25 minutes instead of really 10. But even though the 10 would annoy me because I would never let anybody wait for me. Um, but that's right. what I'm saying. That's what I did with you guys too. But now that I think about that, think about that in retrospect, that has no bearing on what's going on in the world. And but it did affect me. It did affect me and my relationships. We'd have fights when I would <laughs> see the person <laughs> and then I'd be aggravated. Um, but other than that, I would, you know, you know, just anxiety in general was always played into my relationships. Like, oh, if they don't call me back or why didn't he call me or, you know, what did I do or, you know, things that like overthinking to this day, I do that and I have to stop. I have (laughs) to stop. But I tell you, I have my routine now and I, and I have a, a tools that I use. I use a lot of music like you do. You use your music. I use my my um encouraging music i listen to a podcast every day that's um with my faith um i i have my prayer schedule i say my rosary every day everybody uses their own tools that they need to get through this so right yeah like for me like i would play music on i would play music more on my tv because it's just the i feel like the stereo thing is let's add let's add the note mom and dad's present for christmas go ahead <laughs> my god <laughs> let's just tell the audience that my parents spoil me sure like I'm trying to come up with a badass mom and you're just basically like well we like to spoil mm, our no, little girl no, I'm not saying we spoil it. I think my sister is going to listen to this and be like uh, well okay. we only got that you told me the real reason too that you even suggested getting what? tell them why you oh. really got it <laughs> Oh right, yeah. So a little side note. So when my my mom visited me for about a week and stayed in my apartment, she was really mad at me because I didn't have a TV. <laughs> she was like, "How do you?" The thing is, is that like here, you know, as a millennial, we have our laptops, and I just would watch Netflix on my laptop. I didn't really see any need for a TV. And then me and my roommates, we didn't want cable. Yeah, so well, what's that the point? that was a gift for me and... in retrospect too. Because now, we're... <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I mean, when you come in July, we're not staying at the apartment. We're going to the beach and staying there for two yeah. weeks. That's but be fun. I'm just saying I did, um, I did, you know, figure that that would be good because it would be that I could get to use it when I visit. <laughs> you know, it's really, you know, it's really funny. It's actually kind of sad is that so sometimes like when I'm like eating dinner or whatever, I still use my computer in like the dining room to watch something because I just don't want to like. It depends what I'm eating, of course. Like, I don't want it to be, like, you know, spilling over my, you know, um, bed and such. But sometimes, like, if I just want to, like, oh, on my breaks for work, I usually watch my stuff on my computer because it's faster to pull up Netflix while my TV can take some time to, like, turn on or whatever. So a lot of times I do still use my computer to watch things just if I need to watch something, like, really fast um, for that reason. And sometimes Netflix is just stupid on my TV. It, like... 
takes a while to load and whatever. But I mostly watch on my TV when it's like I'm basically binge watching something. Um, that's when I mostly use my TV. But no, I like it, and it's and I like how I can like listen to Spotify on there. I also, there's a lot of apps on there. Wait, I got you. I also for your Christmas gift, I got you the the software that's on my TV, so you can use it on your TV. Okay, mom. So let's talk about your first time in therapy. Okay, first time in therapy. I think it was when you were actually when you and your sister were still in school. So I. Th- I think it might have been hmm, about 15 years ago. So Wow, so I was, how old was I? 10. Mm-hmm. I was 10 years old. So I was in like third grade? Yeah, no, around third grade? Okay, about yeah. You don't, right. you don't know if I went or not. I used to go, I think I went on weekends. Um, I do remember you, were in you going. You do? Yeah, you remember. Well, I don't think going. as a kid... I think like as a teenager. Yeah, I used to go every week and I had a I had him a therapist. He was the sweetest guy for ten years actually. And then I tried looking elsewhere after that because he retired and and it also started just becoming, to be honest with you, a complaining session. That's what it started to become. Uh isn't that how it's supposed to be? Well, okay, no, not really. No. It's supposed because... to be talking about how you feel to certain things, not complaining about your right about it's... certain like certain topics. Like supposed to be going more deep into that. It was becoming the same thing. It was, you know, he knew he knew my you know, he knew my life story. He knew about you kids growing up, he knew about my relationships at home, he knew all of that, but it got to the point where it just became a complaining session every week and it wasn't helping me so and he was starting to read he was going to go into retirement and I felt well this is not working anymore so I just wound up I think I started looking on the internet then and might have been around that time 10 years after that right like 10 years uh let me think I think there was more tools out there with the I think I looked up insurances and I looked for another way of getting another therapist I think but then I put it on hold and I went probably back into my little depression here and there again. I mean, for me to get out of bed in the morning is such a, I, I feel like, yes, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't stay in bed anymore, no matter what. I used to. Remember when I was growing, you were growing up, I wouldn't come out of my room? Yeah. I, will, I won't do that anymore. I won't do that anymore because I feel now that, but the tools I find, I'm I'm helping myself with the music. I'm helping myself um, with my prayer. And when I wake up in the morning, there's I open my eyes and already I can feel the anxiety overwhelm me. Uh, that's mm-hmm. still there. It's never going to stop. It's just going to always be a part of me. But like you said, you let yourself feel it. And I feel it knowing that I believe, you know, my faith, my faith in God, I believe that he's near me, literally in spirit, and he's, he's guiding me. So I just throw everything to him. They say, lay it at his feet, and I'm laying it at his feet. And he's been helping me get out of that bed, no matter how late in the day, I'm still getting out of that bed, I'm still getting up and doing things. And I'm very proud of those little, little things that I do, even though it may not seem that much. Yeah, and I do remember that as a kid, but I do remember you being in bed all day and I was like to dad, I was like, why is she, she, why is she not leaving the room? And then he would always, Oh, she has a stomach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He'd make excuses. I wasn't feeling well or 
I remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's the time I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, she, she's probably sick. Maybe she ate something bad. Yeah. Yeah. And he would always cover that up. And I and I remember when I visited you around Christmas time recently, you did say to me, you're like, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling it today. Remember? Because we had all these plans to go and, you know, see my sister and her family and we're going to go and do things. And you're like, I'm not really feeling today or feeling well. And I was like, mom, we're going. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, mom. I'm barely, I'm only here a couple of days. We're doing this. Well, you did that to me too when we lost Rusty, our pet. Remember? Oh yeah. I remember that. That was a bit really triggering. And I remember you were in bed, I think. So it was one whole day you're in bed, which is fine. And then I think, it was hitting two or three days or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it was, or I don't remember how long. It was three it days. Yeah. It was three days. That's what I think. I gave you three days. You did. Maximum. You did. And I-, I think that's what it was. And then I was like, okay, mom, you're getting out of bed. I'm over this. Let's go. I remember. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. You opened the door and you just, you just flew the door open and said, okay, mom, let's go. We got three days. Three days <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I get. Okay, I wasn't like. Yeah, it was three. It was on the third day. Mm-hmm. It was on the third day, and I remember like when Rusty passed away. I had to go to work that day. Yeah, yeah. That was so hard. Oh my god. Yes. I was like, people be like, "Oh, how's your day going?" I'm like, "Oh, my dog just died like six hours ago." <laughs> yes, I know. And that's when. And when you said to me, "Get out of that bed," I mean, see, this is why I, I'm not. Believe me, I'm not like, you know, shooting your horn just to toot your horn. I'm, I'm being honest because you got me out of the bed and you, you know, I think that's why you and I connect because we're on that level of knowing what we have to deal with. And I look up to you because you're, you, you come above it and I'm only coming above it now later in life. But again, it could be all the tools that are out there now too, but Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reason I, I really agreed and wanted to do this podcast because I want people to realize that there is hope and you have to, you can't, like you said, you can't be happy all the time, but you just have to take it a day at a time. And I really believe it, it's, it's worth it once you do. I mean, you have to make memories one way or another, good or bad. So, yeah, no, definitely. And I was going to say something and I just, it kind of just left my mind Sorry. as you were talking. I know, I've done that too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh yeah, I basically saying like, I think it's definitely better and easier for people, not easier, like I'm using the wrong words, um, but when people notice that they have a mental health issue earlier on, it definitely helps them down the road like for because like I feel like when you're older and you don't have the tools it's kind of like you're being like like with grandma she was being more stubborn about it because she was already like had all these issues that it was starting like because it's all about rewiring your brain as well for certain things and how you look at things and it's just it's just I wish that she you know stepped forward to help herself earlier on um in her life because she did also had a lot of bad habits like with her smoking like one pack a day Mm -hmm. and then also not I remember she didn't leave her apartment for a month at one point do you remember that she didn't ever left her apartment at the end it was always me coming over and and spending time with her and doing her food shopping and giving her that one one full day every two weeks I gave her and I know she looked forward to it and, uh, you know, cause it was hard for me to be in that position too, cause I didn't want to go back to that way, but I knew she was my mom and I helped her as best I could. So, right. 
And then I do know that on the outside of it, that you were be- before I basically put you in your in your place. <laughs> you were <laughs> you were starting to do what Grandma yes. was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were starting to be like just like her, and I was like, no, 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 my mom's looking, not not going to do that. Mm-hmm. At least you didn't smoke a pack a day, so at least I'm happy about that part. Mm-hmm. Um, that you were never a smoker, and neither was I. And I'm like, that's like the one good thing that came out of it is that being around that as a kid and just hating it made me not want to. Yeah, do it. I know. Um, and then um, yeah, no, but you were starting. I don't know when you were starting to show those habits. I think I was still living in yes. Jersey. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, my gosh, she's getting worse. And I was like, oh, man, she is going to turn into grandma. She's going to end up being just like grandma. Mm. (laughs) Um, And uh, I was, like, nervous that you were going to go down that route. And then um, then with you, there were some things that I was showing as well. Like, I was having a hard time. Like, I was, as I was getting older and, you know, with reality and being an adult and those stressors, I was starting to have those moments where I was staying in bed all day. Mm-hmm. And then when I was younger, I didn't do that. I got up every day, you know, I didn't want to. And I would have the energy to do, you know, my daily day. But for me, like lately over the past two years, I was starting to do what you were doing and staying in bed and having a hard time going to work. And I would just like call in. And that's why I'm on FMLA is because I have a hard time going to work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to like. I didn't want to turn into that because I do know you stopped working because of your mental health. And I, well, not necessarily. I didn't really, I thought it was. No, no. Um, I was very lucky to work for a company for over 16 years and there was no such thing as FMLA back then, but I did have my episodes where I would call out, Oh Lord, I'd say 40 to 50 times a year. Um, Really? Yeah. Due to the, anxiety of myself or the anxiety of your kids growing up if you know if you had a if you had a sniffle I'd be like I can't leave them with someone else I need to be with you so I'd stay home um and I was very very lucky that the company that I worked for paid me accordingly and never gave me any problems with it um so then I actually wound up uh stopping work when they folded the company folded 16 years after I was with them and then I started working with your dad for the business. So um, I was very lucky that I had a company in a way that was kind of like FMLA back for that reason, you know, but they, what they allowed, but they, they didn't have to pay me. And, you know, I mean, 40, 40 times a year is a lot. It's like once, almost yeah. once a week. Um, so right. no, I was very lucky that I had that kind of support. Um, they didn't know what the reasoning was. They just accepted it. And I guess I must've been a good worker that they put up with it. Well, that's, I feel like that's definitely better than me because a lot of times when I, well, with me, I would have to use like sick time or even vacation days. I had to use, um, they didn't like just pay, they didn't, they didn't pay me. I mean, of course they would allow it. So I don't get like, and like, you know, penalized for attendance. Like that's what it's there for, but I didn't, it's, it's unpaid. And so pretty much like I would have to like, be I also had to like think be responsible with it because if I you know didn't have if I just kept calling in and then not getting paid and it's like okay I need to pay rent you know Mm -hmm. um or like I would have to you know do uber and I'm just very lucky that we have these side hustles these days with using the internet like I have uber that I do from my phone and then I have one hope where I do from like you know computer or phone I mean it doesn't always have to be like 
in on the phone like i always talk to people in person too as well but people to order how to be on the computer well, well that's but, well, let me just intercede one more time that's what i'm saying that the tools that you have today from for this helping yourself is much better now and i think we've come a long way in a sense in that way that you have these i have access to a lot more than we did that i did yeah and then also just like both a lot of people are building businesses now because of the uh, the, because of the ability on, right. on online right. and it's it's a lot easier well no I say easier the algorithm's horrible but it's a lot you're more likely to reach a larger right. audience right so I mean with that particularly it wouldn't really work for his business because he's like he has a foreign business and it's local um I mean actually it can in some ways like if you were to set up a Facebook group and then target your audience to local people like if you do a paid ad that's like five dollars for example you can put um, like the towns or the location and like the interest and whatever, right. and you can actually target those people if that needs like you know customers. Yeah, or but we're we're at the point where you know almost near retirement <laughs> at this age, so I don't know. No, I know. I know it doesn't make but any I'm sense now. This, I'm just with saying you, with that. you. I'm not even just talking about uh, entrepreneur entrepreneurship in a sense. I'm talking about you can express with other people on social media that are feeling like you. So you really don't, I mean, you, you, there's still therapy that you need through a therapist and through medication, but you also have the outlet of talking to other people that feel the way you do, which is great. You know? Yeah. Where, it's having yeah, a voice. You're having a voice where, like I said, back in my day, you were not allowed, you were seen and not heard expression. I don't know if you know what that meant, but you weren't allowed to express yeah. yourself. So I'm very, very happy that the world's changing in that aspect. And I think that's, you know, a great thing and pursue it. And I, you're part of the, you're part of the uh, hope, Justine, what you do. R- thanks. And then um, do you think that there, I mean, obviously the stigma is still there, but in like your particular group, like, you know, people your age or whatever, friends or family, whatever, um, do you feel that it's still highly stigmatized? Um, like, of course, naming no names, but. <laughs> I would say where before it was a good 90% stigma, I think it's at least, I think now it's like a 50 because I think. 50% now will, will listen, will, will it, like allow them to, to hear about it. They may not agree with the with it, but they're willing to listen. But before no one was willing to listen because they were afraid. Honestly, think about it. We're, we're different from what they are and they don't want to fear. It's fear. It's fear of the unknown or it's fear that they don't want to get sucked in, in a sense, I guess, that they think that way, which is not really the way. Um, it, it's fear. Whenever I, I, As I'm getting older, when I see people act out, I don't get angry anymore. I get like, I understand. I'm thinking it's coming from their fear. That's where it's coming from. And, you know, and I think age has a lot to do with the wisdom. That's the wisdom that I feel that I don't get angry anymore. I'm like, well, that's what they think. And that's how they feel accepted and respected and disagreed. You know, what do you call it? Agree to disagree. So I think Mm -hmm. it's 50% now more that they're willing to listen, but not that they're going to act out in any positive way, but it's better than them for not even listening. You understand? So that's my, that's my thinking. But other than that, and you know, take a day at a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. So, All right. Any so other questions? I think... 
um i mean i did i know i did have a random round of questions but i think we've covered mm-hmm. a lot of really you know have a lot of valuable information so i really do appreciate you you know talking on your point Thank of view you. and your experience Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and i yeah and there were some things i knew and some things that i've learned today from you so that's you know it's always good to know more about my own mother <laughs> anything you want to know honey just let me out just ask i mean yeah definitely all right and this is typically when I usually tell people like oh follow her on social media no that's okay that's okay Uh, no yeah I don't I don't you don't need to follow my mom on social media Um, I'll keep I'll keep abreast of everything through your social media how's that there you go all right well thanks every thank you all for listening to my podcast i do upload every single saturday at noon easter standard time um but yeah thanks again mom for being on here and i hope everyone has thank you for having me talk to you soon take care everyone